Team Teller, the house seller. Please um, buy houses from me. You can find Team Teller on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can also find me at B Dowd, B as in boy, Dowd, D O W D, dot K W dot com. Please fund my life. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Pit Pod with our special guest, Brandon Dowd. As you heard at the beginning, if you have any home buying needs, he's your guy. Go hit him up. In this second section, we talk a lot more about metal music, stigmas, concerts that we've been to, and then we do some rapid fire questions at the end. Please enjoy Talking BS. We're talking about music, music taste in general. Yeah, and then how kind of you got into like the, the more heavy music kind of style so josh rudin uh josh schneider good yes sir uh how and in what direction has your music taste evolved over the years you kind of you kind of started talking about it but uh kind of how, no, how did and that i happen? i had a question as well but did you start in heavy music or did you kind of gravitate towards that later so kind of both of those like where did you start and we, we kind of covered it but where did you start and where are you now yeah so i mean this it's an easy base that i i started with what I would call the dad rock. And that was like late elementary school, early middle school. And then I got into middle school and I had this one friend who, um, you can cut this out, was an asshole. And he was very <laughs> judgmental about um, uh, just about what kind of music I liked. And uh, I looked up to him. So he was kind of, he kind of pushed me into the heavier things. I was af- afraid of it at the beginning because I thought it would be like scary music and I started listening to at his behest um, Under Oath, Drop Dead Gorgeous and The Devil Wears Prada. Those were my first three bands in the sixth grade that he kind of pushed me into. Those are kind of all over the spectrum to give you a little bit of reference, Corey. They... uh, I said that... That, that, the only thing I know about that is like that's a movie, isn't it, with like Meryl Streep? Like that's all I know. That's all. That, that's where I'm at. That's, that's my an, level. That's right That's another now. thing about that time was like it was very popular to just name your band after movies and and other things of that nature. Yes. So it evolved pretty abruptly in the sixth grade, and then I kind of it always was developing from there. I, by the time I was in high school, I was listening to heavier things, uh, Van, for your frame of reference, like Job for a Cowboy, and like very, like pig squealy, no singing whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, like very heavy stuff. Wow. They talk about not normal things, like you will, a lot of misconception about this genre is it's about like, death and blood and gore and that's not the that's case that's where i want to go i want to so go, go i mean we'll get there Corey's con- Corey's concerned about that and i have some before you keep going yeah, I, please. I have some other questions so you you might may have just answered this but uh we had some very similar questions asked but cody bell cody b asked what was it that tr- attracted you to screamer style of ro- heavy rock to begin with and then I'm, let me read these others real fast aaron becker wanted to know which group first inspired you to get into metal music specifically and evan said what was your gateway band so there's all kind of the same questions but and you kind of going through them but was there an, a specific gateway band or a, th- a moment where you're like, yes, this is it for me. Yeah, I think there was a couple specifically from like one level of heaviness to another, from dad rock to like just the 
entrance of the genre at all, it was Elisana. Do you remember them? Yes, yeah, they I had, do. They had, like, wasn't a huge two, fan. But... Two good songs, not okay. very good, but that was like my entry point. Um, and I would say my um, my entrance into metal was definitely Job for a Cowboy. Um, you mentioned that? Pig I have squealing. no idea who that is. There is no way you I have no... I straight up wow. don't. So this is the difference between... Uh, this and a could lot be of people, age. There's going to be people that listen to this that have no interest in this type of music. Fair. That will tell you that you... It, it all may be screamo to you, but there are so many like subsections oh, of the music that you don't sure. even know who Job for a Cowboy is. I don't. How about that's that? That's shocking. Yes. I, so I still... There's still some times, though, where people say things and I'm like... Yep, that's gone past me. Yeah. I don't really know. Well, and that t- takes me into a little more current in that um, I got to around the time we've been talking about, like late high school, after high school, and that's where my taste ended. I am in my own right an old head when it comes to the music. I re- like, I'm a part of this this pit group that I love so much and you guys are sending out new new music all the time and it's keeping me young but my taste lies in 2012 all right Corey do you have anything to jump I have a lot to say about that but do you have anything to jump in on question wise I'm still like by the, the way your squealing you're, thing you're, has just like caught me you what are, <laughs> we are gonna send you so many videos you are this. the you're the normal person right now that doesn't listen to <laughs> That doesn't listen to this kind of music. I'm trying to see if I can still do it. <laughs> I don't even try. But I so, no, please try. <laughs> I really want to. I don't understand. <laughs> that is what, what the hell just that, happened. That is what the music sounds like. That's the whole thing. Okay, hold that on. Like hold the on. Movie, no, 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 that, that's, the that's, village. That sounded like exactly I gotta, what I imagined. I'm they hung up the now. Village. I'm hung up on this now. Hold on. How, how, how? Okay. How is that music? How do you turn that into some sort of art? I'm going to send you some videos after this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not I art. Just... That, is, that is where we get to hot garbage. It, it is not artistic. Okay. And that's, when, where, that's the line. That is the line. And I was very much into that. And when we talk about the pit, um, it is much more artistically inclined it is much more methodical uh when you think about like the type of music that van played and i i i did not all i did not ever really play that heavy of music it is it is an art form um which a lot of people would disagree with but so i there's so much to be said here because there, <laughs> there is there i i was very much looking dude forward just to, squealed yes <laughs> There, there is very, there is so much to say here because this is what I was the most excited to talk about was the stigmas of the genre yeah. and there's a lot, a lot of our questions here. They're they're kind of all we're kind of all over the place now. But Cody B again, he said he said honestly when you first hear screamo, that's what he calls it. Could you understand the words? Like he couldn't even make out a few of the words that were being said. You know, so that's like that's like a starting point. I agree. Uh, the, for me, the gateway band was, was probably under oath. Yeah. Um, I went to college and prior to college, I told you, I, it was what you, what you're calling dad rock. It was breaking Benjamin, three days, grace, Chevelle filter, you know, Seether. those bands, they're all still singing. There may be like a scream in a song, but it's going to be mostly singing. So you can hear exactly what they're saying. And then I get under oath. And I remember my, college roommate ben harrington he's in the pit 
um, he, he sends me or he starts playing under oath and I'm like, what the hell are these guys saying? This is pure chaos. I was like, my mind was blown, but I was also very like confused as to what was going on. And so I do want to talk about this. This is, this is where I'm getting at. I get grab, I get pulled in by certain aspects of music. I think because I'm musically inclined melody is one. So catchy melody. So obviously vocals go into that technicality. So, I mean, it could be rhythmic, it could be guitars, it could be, you know, bass, like act physical, like playing of instruments, I think gets me a lot of the time. And it's some of the most technical music yes. you will ever hear. So it's, it's like, it's almost mathematically intriguing to me. It's like, some, it's like the way I think about it is when you're listening to Florida Georgia line, very catchy, very singable, very melodically very pleasing to the mind, but also, but also very third grade level. When I'm listening to this new band, Shrezzers or August Burns Red or any of these like very technical bands, I'm listening at like a college collegiate master's doctorate level of, of musicianship that that really intrigues my mind. And I really like attached to that because I'm like, Oh, this is so complicated that it's so interesting to me. And I, and I, my brain it like latches up with that. You heard it here first, people. Van is better than you. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I have a doctrine. His ears are at least. That's 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 at um, least that's at in least music what he said. in music listening. <laughs> no, I agree. The, Do you know what I'm saying? The, like the so problem. What, what draws it for you? Is it is it the aggressiveness? Is it the melody? Is it the rhythm? Rhythm. So I'll start. There's so much. I'll start by kind of building on what you were saying. The problem with the genre and why it's not very popular is because there's a high bar for entry. You have to be willing, first and foremost, to get past the fact that you can't understand the words. Because that, at first. At first, and you, and you train your ear. But at first, you have to be okay, and I think it depends on where you go. Like, you went a little, like, softer and focused on melodies and focused on musicality. I was definitely, like, there's a pop-punk adjacent, like, it's anti-establishment. You just jumped right in. You, you don't know, you don't know what the words say either, grandpa, type thing. Yeah. And then you, you actually gain an appreciation for the musicality behind it. And that was kind of how it happened for me. Corey, what do you, I mean, you're the, you're the outside here, so what are your thoughts? Mine, mine straight stigma, right? Like, because that's all I know. So that's the, the stereotypical stuff. You know, you talk about the musicianship. It's it's loud, right? It's it's just in your face. You know, Van used the word aggression a second ago, and that that to me is all I hear. I I, I can't and and listen. I don't have a degree in music, so I will gladly that's bow not, out of that. That's not what I said. Listen, that's exactly I got, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> that's exactly what you said. I, I have I have a degree in engineering, uh, economics, in political science. I, I could talk about that. I can't talk about this intelligently. I, I just I don't. How do you how do you learn to hear that? I guess I, I just that's that's what to me all I think about is you know. All right, I'll make this very bland. I think of Ozzy Osbourne biting off the head of a bat. I think of, you know, Kiss with the f- crazy makeup, but then you go to the next level with the, the Screamo guys. Slipknot. So, oh, dude, like just going crazy with it. Or, Slipknot uh, is, an, is a good point this? for entry but, for a lot of people. But also, Slipknot is a band that when I was a senior in high school, I was like, that's demonic and scary. And that I literally went to a Slipknot show with our we buddy. We went to Slipknot. We went yeah. to Brad Dotson went to Slipknot and I had the time of my life and it was the coolest show I've ever seen. So, I mean, that is also 
the span of where you can go. Once you uh, like once you start going down the rabbit hole, it's kind of like it's kind of like online. Once you can start going down the rabbit yeah. hole, there's, there's no telling how far you can go. Now I do draw the line. For me, I do. There is a line. You and and I understand that to an outsider like yourself, Corey, it can be very daunting as a whole. But there definitely is a line. There is. Um, uh, we we can keep going back to a band like Under Oath that they talk they they and it was kind of whitewashed in that time frame that they were a Christian band. Everyone was a Christian band so, so that they could play in churches uh, because that was the only place that would house our type of music. Evan Tone uh, is going to love this because his question to you, one of our quick quick questions at the end was, do you think the term Christian metal is was a fad or is a fad just to get kids to listen to their music to get into venues? 100%. So their parents would let them go see music. And we did not even prep that. He asked that question. That was coming go. up. Fantastic. Um, fantastic. Well, I, we can expound on that as well. Uh, but there definitely is a line. Um, there, there, there's it, a lot of... Okay, st- can I, let, me, can, let, me, can, let me rephrase it then. Is, there, is the line with the musicianship or the showmanship? Um, sorry, I'm... Uh, I think it's more musicianship for me. Like, I think about a band like... Guar, I think that's like that's Attila. what over well for like me Attila, the showmanship Attila. overpowers it. Okay, but some people, okay, some people like anything, like anything you're watching movies. Think about uh, Quentin Tarantino is not a good example, but but there are some people that are doing this just for the shock value, so they're just playing a character. Yeah, so they're spitting they're spitting fake blood and they're like dressing up in costumes just for like the shock value. Yeah, that for me does not do it. Correct, for me. and there's I don't like and, that stuff. And War is a good example for me. It's uh, Cannibal Corpse is oh, uh, is God. a band, and they they don't have a gimmick like they wear costumes, but they talk about horrible horrible things. Terrible that, terrible content. Yeah, terrible things like i I, yeah just 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 imagine bad things Things, and that's what they're talking things that are illegal (laughs) and their um guitarist i think it was cannibal corpse recently got arrested for uh, for things that were said in his music so there is an absolute line and there is a there's a showmanship to it um and i like i definitely like heavier things than van does but uh i would say yours is a little bit further yeah, but I, I also skew farther on the spectrum. But for I'll sure. get there. I'm, oh, yeah. No, I mean not not on in the, the on the sliding scale. Is that what you you're saying? Mother, on the sliding <laughs> scale, you're a little. <laughs> um, I lost our I lost our uh, <laughs> our point. But so, yes, there we are. It's just a blend of things because I I think about the new music that I take in. Now we're different. You just said this. We are very different. Yeah, I. I like the evolution of bands. I like the evolution of sounds. I like different. I'm I'm a new. I like new things. And Whereas I, I hate that you are a traditionalist. Yep. you're I an will, old head. I want that all of the, my bands to sound the way that they sounded in 2012. That is that is his. That is the real term in the scene, though. An old head, which it's like you're frozen in what? What did you say? 2012. 2012. 2012. That's it. So he's living 10 years ago. Um, that's a whole re another topic of conversation. You should live in the present, but it's not a big deal, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I only live in the past. But I'm the kind of guy that when Lincoln park, when bring me the horizon, when those bands start changing, I'm like, well, there are musical qualities of this that are intriguing to me. And I, I like them trying new things. Architects. One of my, like right now, probably top 
three in my heart right now. Architects is the band that I'm listening to. They've gone from very, very heavy European metal sound to like, they've got, they, they even had a video that they put out recently where they're talking about exploring melody. Like for the first time in their career, they're exploring different melodies and like expanding upon that. And that to me is intriguing because they're one, they're speaking to my language, which is intriguing melodies. I like that. That is where my brain goes. So it's a, that's a, that's a band gravitating towards me. Now, had they been gravitating towards talking about horrible, horrible things and spewing blood, I don't know if that would like attract me as much. Correct. <laughs> that's very true. And uh, well, I was well, talking about the showmanship difference. Yeah. Showmanship what, difference. what I wanted to talk about, and it does, people, um, it does go into the evolution of like, we've also seen these people grow up where they were like 18, 19. And now, they're talking about their struggles where they're not just talking about blood and gore. They're talking about their struggles with alcoholism, their relationships and, and stuff like that. Um, so, so that brings up a good point that we haven't really talked about much is lyrics though, too. A band or, or an artist that, that brings in some depth with lyrics plus melody plus rhythmic intrigue for me. That's like the full package. That's, I think that's why I love a bring me the horizon. Like I said, just said architects as well. They're, I mean, architects, I think the reason why I love them so much is there's a lot of depth there lyrically and then melodically they're coming together and rhythmically they're still very intriguing. It's like they've got the full package for me right now in this moment. The music they're putting out is the perfect blend for me. And as far as evolution is concerned, um, not that, not that religion and, and your faith is not something to talk about, but when we were younger, we only had like our own teenage problems and we would we we would talk about religion we would talk about our our small instances where we had relationships and stuff like that but now as far as lyricism is concerned we are able to see people living their real lives and these are the bands that we loved when we were kids living their lives and having problems that relate to us i think that's why i like the evolution it's because i have evolved if i was the same person that i was in 2012 that would be bad. <laughs> I have not evolved. <laughs> Shut up. Corey, you got no, any follow-up I, questions? I, I, wouldn't, 100%, um, I have a very stupid and dumb question, and I know no, it's a dumb question. No dumb question. But I'm going to ask it anyway. All dumb questions. But before I get there, before I get there, I, to, to, to the point that was just made, the, the lyricism, I think, is what, that's what I identify with. I think, you know, like, I used to get through with, like, a beat or something that everybody said was popular, and, you know, I'd play that off. Right. But the, the lyrics today, like, I mean, that's still why I do like some hip hop and rap artists and different things. Kendrick Lamar, you know, Logic, people like that, that can really have a have a story. Right. It is a full lyrical evolution. To me, that says a lot. It's poetry in my mind. That is an art. J. Cole. Right. Perfect. Perfect example. Middle child. I mean, let the kid go. It's it, that's a perfect example. Um, so I think to me, that's that's incredibly important. Uh, but then I think to the original question that started this whole thing, if I can't understand it, it's hard for me to appreciate the lyricism. Yeah. And that's why Um, there's a high bar for entry is that most people look at it and why would I even try? There's other stuff I can get into. And there's also a stigma that comes with it of like, if you get the tattoos and you're wearing the t-shirts, like I feel like people think about you, oh, you're the outsider or you're aggressive or you're, uh, what I'm getting at is, 
there's there is a large stigma that comes with this type of music that if you listen to it, you're associated with it and and you're linked to it. So a couple of thoughts come to mind is like if you get the tattoos, if you're wearing the skinny jeans, the black clothes, you know, there there again with all that stuff, there's a limit as well. But the eyeliner van. Okay, no, I never eyeliner. did that. Yes, just, you did. Yes, you did. Just once. It was just once. It's a call out. It went from I never did that to just once in the, in the next once. sentence, and it was more than once. Just for the record, it was what? just once. So what I'm getting at is, <laughs> <laughs> we talked recently about how heavy music or how heavy. What, what was the connection with violence? We talked about Marilyn Manson and Colin. Marilyn Lyon. Manson. I mean, yeah. So I guess you asked me the question of, do you think that, oh, it was violent video games. That's what it was. It was yeah. video games and music. So I will ask you the same question he asked me, which was, do you think there's any correlation between like the violence that you hear? I, I say violence, the aggress- aggression that you hear in our, our style of music. Do you hear that, feel that linked to violence? I have killed a lot of <laughs> prostitutes. On Grand Theft Auto. Okay. And I've never See, killed... There's a pause I've, there I've, that I don't know. <laughs> that was on purpose. And I, I... was like, where is he going with this? And I've, I don't know. And I've also never been in a fight in my life. So, yeah. I mean, I think that that is an old and outdated frame of mind that the, the media that we consume leads to violence. I think you, you are going to be violent uh, based on mental health and substance abuse only um your the things that you like can can be associated with that like the music that you like but it's not rooted in it i think that i would agree and i said the same my response in our previous conversation was no i don't think so i said almost the same thing i was like i listened to this kind of music we talked about grand theft auto it was like you know there's all these violence out there i've never once I've really never been in a fight outside of, you know, Corey trying to punch me in the head. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know. I hit it. I hit it. I okay. hit it. Okay. Okay. Well, there's conflicting. <laughs> I missed by the intended target. Conflicting reports. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, not on your forehead. That's something different. And it's also uh, to, to go back to the thought that there's a high bar for entry. There's a high bar for entry to like the music. There's also quite a high bar for entry to go to your first show because a pit is essentially a mosh pit. Um, it is a mosh pit is the lame way of saying it. Um, and that is a violent place. Um, and there are different iterations of it. There are, um, people just kind of pushing each other. There's people hitting each other. And then there's legitimately like violent dancing, which is another thing. <laughs> that's that weird. Is, it's, it's, we're not going to go into that, but you go to your first no, hardcore no, no. show. No, no. Corey is going to make you go into that. Well, you yeah, go to your I, first I just, hardcore show and you see people in one specific place hitting each other and the stereotype continues. So why? That's, <laughs> That's my a, simple so question. That is a good question. Why? For, for me, even up to a couple years ago, even to probably pre-COVID, I would, I would go to these shows and, and I would get close to the stage, which by the way, I'm, I'm probably too old for doing this, but I do feel hey, like you're I'm like 39. I feel dude. like I was making up for lost time as well a little bit. Cause again, I didn't really get introduced to this until I was 20. No, no, I'm sorry. Until I was like 19, 19 or so 18. Um, 
But to, to his point, yeah, you get to see all kinds of stuff. There are some people that go in there and they look like professionals in the pit. You know what I'm saying? I was a dancer. Brandon says I, he... Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I was. I had the two-step. I had the little, like, behind-the-back wow. thing. There was... Uh, I had a friend at one point where he would lift me off the ground, and I would, like, push off and, like, do the no thing. No Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. That's impressive. See, all, all I saw in my head was the dirty dancing. Like, you, he pushed <laughs> off and held you up. He's, Nobody puts Brandon in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I saw, baby. That's all I saw, baby. That's, That's all I saw. Probably not too far away. <laughs> Um, but you're right. There's a lot, there's like a lot of swinging that's going on and you asked why. Okay. So that's a good, for me, I mean, I can speak for myself. There's just a connection to the music that's going on. And I do feel like it's a release of, of sorts. So wouldn't that be considered a violent release? It is. There's no taking away from that. But I would say that the majority of people in there are not intending to hurt other humans. The majority. As you yeah. swing your fist. I mean, I when I say I've never been in a fight, I've definitely knocked some people in the jaw with my fists in a pit. Hi oh. Um so to my equation, and it's a very far out analogy, is um the people that are extremely religious that feel God and then start to like speak in tongues or fall over and it, it's it's an aggressive analogy, but the the reason why is because you're feeling it. Like you are just in it. You've got a connection with the music, so you're just swinging your arms and dancing around. That I I I understand that it is some <clears throat> white people shit. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, listen. I enjoy uh, I enjoy having a few adult beverages at concerts and dancing and having my own good time. And I usually get in trouble for doing that with my wife. She usually gets very angry at me for uh, deciding to just do whatever I want. Um, but, but it generally doesn't go to that level. But, but at this at this point, you just said that. Okay, Avid Brothers. Yeah. You yep. cannot tell me that you've not felt a song in your chest and that when they sing it live, you've not felt like crying. Goosebumps. Like, honestly, you know, for 100%. me. 100%. Dude, I'll me, cry for stuff on the radio. Now, like, listen. I, that'll happen. Now, that's that's a feeling that you're feeling that's, I, I don't, I'm not discrediting that, and that, that's coming from a deep place for you. But when you add the extra layer of, some heightened sensitivity. I'm trying not to say aggression because it's not aggression. It's not like, a, like nobody wants to be aggressive towards someone, but it, it, it takes that emotion of feeling and it just kicks it up a notch. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about architects a lot. I've been listening to them on repeat and this is going to be a good segue to a question we have later, but they're a big European band and the guitar player in the band whose twin brother plays drums. He passed away from cancer at a very, very young age. I think he was 30 or 29 or something like that. And in his last few years, I mean, he knew he had cancer. He, he wrote their last album, like going, like he's the, the album is talking about him dealing with cancer and knowing that he's going to pass away from this disease. And the, just the emotion with the heightened, heightened energy of an, of a, of a metal band of a heavy band, it just takes that to another level. So you're talking about grief and loss and all these emotions and then even joy and then just cope coping. You know what I'm saying? You hear all of these things. And I think when you take it away from love the Ava brothers, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. When you take it away from some acoustic instruments and, and strings and violin, which are very, very pretty and they have their own place. When you add in breakdowns and chugs and some double kick 
you just feel that, that, um, frustration, I guess. I mean, this is a person that's literally going, he knows he's going to die and he's writing music with that aggression of I'm, I'm frustrated by this feeling. Yeah. That is just so like um, I mean so they they I add, they, I they move me honestly like I I've been listening to their stuff yeah. on repeat and it's absolutely just takes me to places because I'm just like damn like it's just heavy it's from a heavy music but also from a an emotional point as well. I want to add two things to that. So one because I feel like a pansy here at this point. I do have to say, I've been kicked out of a David Brothers show for throwing a punch. <laughs> that has happened. See, <laughs> that has happened. That's a place we're allowed to throw punches. <laughs> Y'all all need to catch up. The, the, the uh. dude, all right, so to, a quick story about that. Uh. It was me, me and a Navy buddy Secret were out. Uh, Katie, Katie and I were like just married probably the first couple years, and he was there with his girlfriend, and we went to go get a couple more beers, and th- dude, I... It's bad now looking back, but these kids are like, hey, man, you know, they, they called the girls we were with hoes, but it boiled down to, and I'd had a few, and so I didn't hold back. And Okay, this is, just Eli. this is just Eli <laughs> after my wedding. <laughs> we told this story two weeks <laughs> we, ago. I was going to say, we literally just told this story, but it's just you instead of Eli. <laughs> yeah, it, but it gets uh, worse. Um, the dude was apparently like 16. He was there participating. It was a jazz festival in Tampa. Um, so there you go. There's your tie into Tampa. Uh, the dude was like there competing in that. But yeah. Uh, and then secondly, I kind of forgot where I was going with it. Oh, no, no, no. All right. So I, you, you had said that it's not okay to talk about and say the word aggression. I don't agree with that. Uh, I think that that's a perfectly acceptable and okay feeling and emotion to have and to express. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate with all of this, Did right? Did you say because that, man? No. I, I, I mean, I was, I was leaning towards uh, that. But okay. that's, also, that's also me being overly sensitive and respectful of other people. That's me being too PC in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah, it is aggression. But I'm trying to make people hear me and not think, oh, they're just aggressive people. Does that make sense? Continue. But it, well, it does. It does. And but I understand the point too. Why you wouldn't want to try to throw it out there. Like I think I think that it's a perfectly acceptable emotion to try to express and try to release. Right. I mean, you have to have some release for it. I'm thinking of like, you know, what's getting big now are these like rage rooms, right? Where you literally like get decked out and just go destroy stuff. I go out and chop firewood when I'm like, getting overly just. I want to punch somebody in the face. You know, now I live in the woods, yeah. so that's just kind of what I do now, right? If this is that outlet, I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm just asking the question to try because there are plenty Fair. of people. I mean, myself to a degree included. They're just like, but why? And I you agree. Know, like, and, I, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's like when people say they just need a good cry or they want to use bulldozers in these new amusement parks where they're able to pay money and, and destroy shit. Um, it is legitimately it is an outward expression of aggression because everybody has it they just express it in different ways and it is for a certain few of us like van and i it is speak for uh, yourself i'm kidding it's definitely you know what (laughs) this is not an explicit podcast you can go yourself (laughs) that'll be good hey van can you do me a favor mute that go oh wow i got some that's awesome. Uh, so yes. Did you not so, hear the last busted? That was the last busted. That's the only reason I, I haven't. I don't think I've listened to it yet. Tanya, BS oh, with the boys. Yeah. It's just like, hey man, uh, can you do me a so, favor? So to build on this, <laughs> our our buddy Aaron Becker, he asked a question. Yes. 
He's got a couple questions, but the one that relates to this, he said, what is your typical response when someone says the music is angry music? Just kind of what we're talking about I think, here. I think we've kind of, yeah, we've kind of hit on that one. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say for myself, I'm not an advocate of the music. Anyone that's interested, I will give you all the information that you need, but I'm not trying to sell you on it. So if you think it's angry music, that's cool. It kind of is. Kind of so, is. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you think it's angry and you might be interested in it, we can talk a lot more of it. I can specifically give you some bands to start with. I'll probably give you the ones that I started with, but you know, they're right. It so, is kind of angry. And this you know. is the only music you listen to, or do you listen to other music? Um, it's not the only music that I listen to. What's like um, a second genre for you? It's uh, weird. The second genre. <laughs> Are we surprised? <laughs> Are you surprised? I'm kidding. Uh, What's your second genre? The second genre is I have become a fan of EDM music. And that comes with a stigma in itself. I thought you were going to say old-time sea shanties. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) obviously. Well, it is Beyonce. Natural correlation. Um, But EDM makes sense, though. It does make sense. There's There's some similar rhythmic... There is. And there's a stigma behind that as well in that people think that it's all dubstep, all like very hype machine transformers where a lot of it like i like my favorite um artist is a is a man called grizz and he uh, plays the saxophone and it is fantastic that's why i love stressors right now though musicianship yeah musicianship there you can take any genre with a stigma and find the musicianship in it if you're willing to look for it very true I mean, we've already hit on the next couple. Um, well, I, I want to. I, mean, I, I think we would go str- straight into. Uh, you know, are, I mean, are you satisfied overall in general with kind of where with my life now? <laughs> the the last well, question get, was, uh, <laughs> what was your actual question? Uh, I mean, are you satisfied where where this music or any music? Right. I mean, I think it's an ever evolving thing. But are you are you satisfied with where it's at? Are you satisfied? Uh, are you okay with, with where scene? it's now? Uh, verse 2012. My <laughs> yeah. overall answer is yes, because the bands that I liked when I was a kid, they are still around and they are doing what they should, which is chasing that money. There are bands like um, Of Mice and Men, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, there's all kinds of bands that were my cup of tea in 2012 that aren't any longer but they are pivoting the way that they should to make the money that they need to because there's no money in hardcore music that was such a glass half full answer was it i thought you were gonna say no oh. as an old head i really expected you to say no. i mean I, that's what i was expecting at the end of the day the my old music is still there i'm always going to have the music that i love to go back and listen that's to true. and if my favorite bands are making a buck then Hell yeah to that. I love that. And I you I was gonna say a day to remember as well. A day to remember, yes. Definitely no longer my cup of tea. They are the perfect the, entry band for someone looking to they get actually into this music. Are. For this for this genre, they are the poster boy Correct. band. Very for this much kind so. of music because they've got pop songs after pop songs after pop songs. I Tyler Tyler King. Tyler. I was talking to him the other day and like Who? Who? Um, Mike Jones. He could sing. Uh, maybe it was you. I can't remember who I was talking to. Like he could sing Jeremy McKinnon, right? Yes. He could sing pop music because they got that song with Marshmallow. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. he could literally right now pivot and go have a pop career, and he would be successful because his voice is that 
attainable, like to not to ambiguous masses. Yeah. Also, he Florida boys it. out of Ocala. Yes, exactly. Where do you so go? They've got major pop songs on their records, and I love their eclectic eclecticism, their ability to be eclectic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Words yes. are hard. Words are hard, but you'll go from. Like a couple of their, I was about albums. to make a really bad joke. I'm definitely not going to do a it. A couple of their albums, you'll go from a pop song <laughs> to like crazy breakdowns. Yeah, to like country. Like there's some of their new stuff has some country in it, and then they did a song with Marshmallow. So you got the EDM deal. I they're one of my favorites. They're absolute because they they have they keep me intrigued. For me, it's just interest, right? It's like. Are they going to keep me emotionally attached? Are they going to keep me rhythmically attached? Like, is it, can I bob my head to it? Is it music? Is it musically like, and melodically intriguing to me? Like a lot of that stuff, it all comes back to intrigue for me. You know, is there a reason why I'm going to keep coming back to it? So this, that actually is a, I like that point. I like, I like the intrigue point. This brings me though to, to what my dumb, really dumb question was. All right, and and this I, I thought you already just, asked that. I was gonna say. Oh no! I was please, just, I've got like, more. I've got way more dumb. From an outside stigma and a intrigue, I guess stance is emo music and like heavy hardcore screamo rock, whatever. How, how different is that? I don't think we've said emo this whole time, which is funny because we've that's skirted crazy we, because we skirted around it. I skipped over a whole part of my entry into Hawthorne Heights. Here we go, Hawthorne Heights. Most yes, definitely. so a boy. I did not go from dad rock into Elisana and dad rock into Under Oath. It started. Give me, with, give me. A, what is my true? Not a dumb question. I'm just so happy. It's a, it's a perfect, perfect question. It is a perfect give question. Give me, give me a link of bands, band by band by band by band by band, because I got that same. It go started ahead. with Fallout boy okay and then panic at the disco okay and the, i know both of those bands. i mean those are the two that i, I still both listen of those to bands. and that to was the list no no but from, i mean from those three, are from three doors down to cannibal corpse how did you get there <laughs> that, is a, that is a really good question it there was, was pig squealing involved because I, I quite literally i can boy panic at the disco all american rejects um Blue October, Hawthorne Heights. Nice. nice. There was that emo genre. I mean, My, My Chemical Romance. Did I already say that? My Chemical Romance was... Oh, that's a great one. Probably the largest, if not Fallout Boy. There was that whole genre that we skipped over. And, Corey, there is a direct correlation. It The, the okay. emo kids of 2005 are the... Metal kids. Metal kids of 2021. Mine was, as we said, Creed entry. And then there's a there's a bunch that happens after that. Well, Nickelback was in that at the same time. I know everybody hates them. We talked about this recently. For no but good goddamn reason. <laughs> hey, Silver Side Up? Was that what it was called? Corey's loving it. This makes me so happy. All right, because everybody does, like, just, just tear them down. But I, one of my favorite memories, Van, is me and you, the family, driving down to the beach. Oh, yeah. And Bo mispronouncing the words to I'm driving like I'm black instead of I'm driving black on black. To the <laughs> first, dude, it was so – it's one of my favorite memories. You heard it's, it here first. Bo I mean, Santos is I a love racist. It. Okay. That's <laughs> – wow. Also, I one think of, I know what you're about to say. One of his biggest to. mispronunciations in our family was him's – 
saying the Blink-182 lyrics, work sucks, but he thought it said work socks. (laughs) (laughs) I know. For this day, like to this day, he's always, well, I mean, we told him at some point, but he he thought it was saying work socks, I know. It was so good, uh, and we just dude, he used to scream that. I like know. he used to scream I it. No, we fed it into so it. Good. We fed into uh. it. All right, mine, Creed, and then there was a wave of commercial rock, which included Three Doors Down, uh, Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, and then Breaking Benjamin for me in the genre that was the epitome. That was like the pinnacle for me. Breaking Benjamin between just everything they had going on was crazy. A band called Filter came along. Uh, that was a pretty heavy song that they had. They had, they had some heavy stuff. And then Lincoln Park, and then that just took over my world until this day. Uh, I go to college, and all of a sudden, my like I said, Ben Harrington shout out introduces me to Under Oath. At first, I heard Under Oath, and I thought to myself, Nah, I'm good. No free shout-outs. <laughs> no free shout outs. Free shout out Ben Harrington. I heard Under Oath, and I said, Yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna hard pass on that. But he did show me Seosin, and I was like, ooh, I like this, though. This is some clean singing that I can understand, and their guitar players are playing crazy. And then I found Emerosa, and then I found Chiodos, and then I found, you know, all of those bands at that time. There is an unlimited like, amount I know, we could go, way. We could go forever. And so Emerosa was my biggest band at that time, and Seosin as far as guitar playing, because I'm also a guitar player. So I've got guitar intrigue. I've got musicianship intrigue. And then I'm like, oh, this Under Oath band, though. Ben might have been right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, boom. And then a date I remember. And then fast forward to today, I mean, Bring Me the Horizon is one of my favorite bands of all time now. Sempaternal is the single best. Sempaternal, that album, album is unbelievable. It is the I mean, best album in the genre. But think about where no they've discussion. come from. They've come from guttural European that screamo was... crab core. There we go. Callback to like they did um, uh, Amo, which is love. They did a whole album that's basically a pop album recently. So yeah, there's been a, a large, large progression. And now I'm really just, I'm just taking in whatever I like. I listen to all kinds of shit. Like Justin Bieber, the new, he put out like 28 songs in the last like three months. So I'm all about that. Uh, DJ Khaled Dude, peaches stay stuck in my DJ head. Khaled just put out an album with Justin Bieber with Justin Timberlake with everybody's on it. It's just a collab album. Is you know he this? on it? DJ Khaled? Yeah. Is, is no, he's he just on, the on there. He says his DJ name Khaled. and then he's off. That's it. And then that's he's, that's he's done. He says another one. Just making that's sure all, there's that's nothing all different. Another one. Um, on that. I did it song. It's got post Malone though. He did say I did it on there. He goes, I did. I did it. That's all he says. But the uh, progression is pretty interesting. I don't know. How did we get here? Where are we going? Where are we going? Oh, it was, are we happy with the state of the the scene? Yep. The answer is yes. And I would agree. I think that some things are going a direction that I don't like, but other things are going in a great direction. I mean, to your point, Architects just went from one of the heavier bands of all time to pretty melodic, and they're selling out. Yeah, stadiums. But there's an audience for it, an audience that will pay for it. So it may not be my thing, but I've I've got the music still, and there's some of the new stuff that I like as well. And I get to see the bands that I liked as a kid be adults and make 
that, millions of dollars. Which bachelor they party. Were. You and I, we we drove to Gatlinburg together, and we spent two hours just unpacking new music. We did. Honestly, it was awful. I mean, the company was <laughs> hey, the company was horseshit, but the music was fantastic. <laughs> Correct. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Um, but that's, I, I live for, for new sounds and just new, 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 you know what I'm saying? You're an Kid old guy. Thought Why that they new, call new. It new metal. I know. Yeah. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Corey, you got any other questions for us? Follow-ups here? No, that was my, that was my last stuff before we get into kind of the random ones to, to really kind of close it out. All right. Well, all right. So we, we've still got a few more questions left on the board. They got kind of sent in. They didn't really necessarily fit into any specific category that we've talked about. Some of them we've kind of skirted around. So these are so different kind of from the random rapid at the fire beginning? These at the end. Oh, no, those were icebreakers. Okay? Those were just to like, get us comfortable. These are music-based rapid-fire questions, right. essentially. Am I going to be timed? So let's let's, no, let's see really. what you got. Can you got take 30 seconds. Off? Take away the rapid-fire. It doesn't matter. Just answer uh, the Are they not already? Van, what kind of... Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So John wrote in, uh, you are going to your last live show ever. What would you want it to be? This is John Lemond. My last live said. show Lemonde. ever. My last live show ever would have to be Under Oath. I saw what was supposed to be their last show, and I intend to see their real last show. So if it's mine, you know, COVID-19 is happening in 10 days and you have one show to go to. You're going to see Under Oath. Nope. Beartooth. I changed my answer. Really? Yep. Beartooth is my favorite band. Wow, that's a pretty heavy statement. Yep. Okay. I can appreciate so, that. Answer changed. Right. The second, Final answer. This Beartooth. next question that Corey's going to read us is similar. So from Aaron Becker, if you were a promoter and you were putting on a show with about three to four bands, what would your dream lineup be and who's headlining? Oh, my gosh. Similar. Yeah. This but is, you got three to four. So I, mean, I think you got three two. So like you, you said, two you said four, Beartooth yeah. is headlining and Underoath is opening. And that's not what I said. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. That. <laughs> so we changed the facts. Yeah. I'd say, can I control what they play? Sure. Yeah. You're okay. the, pro- you're hey, the promoter. You're, you're the promoter, you bro. Okay. You're paying them. So this is a show of only albums from start to finish. Sure. I can't tell you the order, but I will tell you the headliner. Okay. Um, a day to remember homesick. Okay. Devil Wears Prada, Plagues. Okay. Under Oath, Writing... No, Writing on the Wall is a song. What's the album I'm thinking oh. of? You're going to put me on the spot. Man. I'm not the right person to ask. Yeah. Too bright to see, too loud to hear. <laughs> yep, that. Is that it? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what about Velderos? Velderos, let them open. Okay. Let them, I, let, let them get, a, get, a, get a free shout out of there. No, I hate them. Um, <laughs> Are you talking about They're Only Chasing Safety? They're Only Chasing Safety, thank you. There we go. Um, I Prevail plays gasoline over and over for Just. 10 minutes. <laughs> Tyler King will love yeah. that statement. And uh, Beartooth plays every song that they've ever made from start to finish, time-wise. He's pretty great. Nice. He is. Caleb Shomo, Caleb I think, Shomo. is the most versatile person in the scene. Okay, for the genre, Corey, this will give you some some uh rela- i don't know what the word i'm looking for none of that meant anything to me just that whole he's, i have no idea he's dave I have no idea he's dave Grohl of this scene he is the i tr- know who that is he's the true <laughs> he's the true rock star of the scene he's the most original he's writing real rock riffs it's very gen- it's not generic it's very um 
I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It's just from the ground up. It's very it's it does not conform to yeah. the way that the scene is going. It's like, very like there are it's, breakdowns I would, when he wants there I would to be call, breakdowns. I'd call it very dad or commercial rock influenced. It's very rock and roll. It's just it's a very original rock and roll. Yeah. Agreed. So. That did make me think, though, one of my favorite shows we ever went to, Van, was to go see Foo Fighters. That, that was in Birmingham, a great where they, one. Like, came out of the ceiling. Yes. You know, like it was that was that was legit. That one that, that I've still never seen that I, I'm waiting for. I was for. randomly going to visit Corey in Birmingham and it was like, oh, there's Foo Fighters are in town tonight. Let's like get tickets. And I remember we walked up to the box office and we we're like, do you have any left? And they sold us tickets behind the stage almost like like. You're in an arena, right? Oh, we were like behind. Yeah, we were. We were behind. Like, the like you're looking out on the crowd. You know those last tickets Correct. that they sell. Yeah, so it's the ones you can afford. Right, and so we paid like I don't know thirty eight, fifty dollars for these tickets, but it was freaking awesome. <laughs> it was. It, it was, was a great an show. Amazing show, and we're talking about Completely like by at, accident. like the height. I mean, they were. This is probably times like the, times like times like these times. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. Yep. It was big. All right, so the uh, another one from Bex. Uh, which band artist would do the best cover of Roxanne by the police? Which band? Roxanne! Do, yeah, I know the song. <laughs> I feel like you've got you've had some guests now, and I feel like I'm getting the hardest questions. Again, I, I've been pushing the questioners, so they're, they're going to give us a better Best version. Questionnaires? I don't know. Questionnaires? The best version of Roxanne. Yeah. Memphis Mayfire. Oh, he would be really good at it, actually, yep. Maddie. Maddie, Maddie Mullins, Mullins would be great. doing Roxanne. By the way, that's the a whole version. Possible. That's a whole little version. I always put these three bands together: Memphis Mayfire, Sleeping with Sirens, Pierce the Veil, Warp Tour. That's all Warp Tour bands. They, they were the bands that honestly, never missed Warp Tour. Of those three, Pierce the Veil for me is the best. I have. They, they have a uniqueness. I had a special connection with Memphis Mayfire in that there was a guy from my hometown that made it big and was their guitarist for two years. Gotcha. And I hated that guy. (laughs) So so because of that, I don't know if I like or hate him, but I have a special connection with them. All right. So that's fair. We have some closing questions from two last people. I'm debating on who to read first. All right. All right. So Josh Schneider says, What's your favorite concert or favorite concert moment that you've ever seen, experienced, maybe been a part of, whatever? Like, what's your favorite musical moment in your whole life that you can think of? No pressure. Okay, so the favorite music moment of my whole life, it was in a concert, and so I... I would hope so. I was a little bit of a snob when I was a kid, and when I made my transition into... um, into this type of music, I found the Devil Wears Prada, and I loved them. And some other people that I wasn't friends with were big fans of A Day to Remember, so I shunned them. So I skipped Homecoming in ninth grade to go and see Naturally. the Devil Wears Prada, A Day to Remember, a couple other bands. And the moment that the crowd went dark for a data to remember everyone screamed and then the for downfall of us all it was like it's the highest energy i have ever felt in a show in one instance in time and that is it 
That's amazing. It was the first time I heard that song live. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. First time I ever heard Downfall of Us All was live. Wow. Corey. <laughs> what's your, what's your biggest music <laughs> moment ever? Uh, doing inappropriate things with a girl at a T-Pain concert. I'd say we'll uh, definitely cut that out. That's up there. That was, fun. that was a good time. Porta potties. That was a good time. That was a good time. Burning, was a good time. Burning oh, Man. No, Porta potties. We did not care. <laughs> I I don't even know. How, I don't even know how to answer the question. I mean, you have a very specific remembrance of that moment. And that's pretty fantastic. I I will give a lot of credit where credit is due because you hear a record through your headphones or on speakers and there's something. But when you go to a live show and you feel that in your gut and you like, you feel it with your face and the sub is like just blasting. And like you see people getting after it on stage. Ben Harrington, it's my third shout out to him on this podcast. Took me to Nashville from Jackson, Tennessee to really my first ever scene show. I drove up, with him i think i drove i drove my dad's car shout out lee drove the bmw up to nashville (laughs) it was like two hour drive and it was at the old rocket town i don't remember anything about it now but i drove to the old rocket town and we went to go see Anne berlin and honestly that was a perfect gateway band for me into the scene and it was the first time that i saw somebody doing something that i hadn't heard on the radio before and i was like oh wait there is a world that exists outside of commercial radio. And uh, for me, that was the biggest aha moment of my like musical journey of, oh, wait, there is more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't have to just be spoon-fed these things. And I think that even applies to like what I do today as far as like country music and just music in general. Like, I can go search out whatever I want to. So it, that, that, was a, that was a big moment. So kudos to him for that. That was great. Him and his wife, Lena, they were both there. And my buddy Nick's wife, Hannah, I think was there as well. So Our listeners know all of these people. Well, they will now. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. All I got is Foo Fighters. That's all I got. If you could meet one musical artist, living or dead, who would it be and why? That comes to us from Josh Snyder. Mr. Josh Snyder. Um, I think... I've talked about um, Caleb Shomo, and he's on one level, but if we're specifically talking about this genre, which I want to keep it in, in, in this genre, I think that Oliver Sykes is probably the person who has changed the game multiple times and has really, like, multiple f- times defined the genre. And I think, I mean not necessarily meeting him. I don't know who we would talk about, but to um, to be able to say that I met him, I think that's pretty much the apex that is this genre. It would be Oliver Sykes of Bring Me the Horizon. I think that would be phenomenal. I also would be concerned that he would be very flippant in his conversation. <laughs> it would have to be like a... I feel, uh, like, I feel like he'd be like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I made some music, and then uh, that was it. It would have to be an Eli E.B., like, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation scenario where he really had to <laughs> pretend he had that he He had to he pretend cared. that he liked you? <laughs> yeah, he had to pretend that he liked me. Um, I have one. It, it would be Chester and that, that that's one of the few like regrets of my life. I got to see Lincoln park three times and it was three of the best shows I've ever seen. It was like, I mean the, just the pinnacle of, of musical experience for me. 
Um, and that would be an interesting conversation, especially now knowing all the layers that got peeled back after he, he passed away. Um, so that would be a tough one, but Corey, do you have somebody that you would love to just have a conversation with? If I'm going like top Chester. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I mean, you know, especially, you know, RIP baby, but you know, I, Wheezy's always been big with me, you know. Lil Wayne I thought that was going to come in. Lil Wayne one. would be interesting. That was, or Jay-Z. That would be a cool one, too. I am a big I fan of coding, so that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Listen, give me that purple. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be it would be big. But I think, like, if I'm thinking big picture, though. I mean, I got to go old school with some Beatles. I mean, you go John Lennon, oh. like, talking to this man who did so much. That's That's probably where I would end at. It would be debated, but that's probably where I'm ended. That's probably where I'm in. That's a solid choice. It is. We have some final questions here. Hot damn. We're going to end. These are the last questions we have for the day. We're going to end. Well, I, I did forget one, so I'm going to throw this one out there. Cody B. I forgot about this one. He would like to know, it seems like screaming would be a, a painful thing. So how do you, is it painful? How do you keep control your voice when you're doing that? It is painful. Um, people uh, on YouTube that try and teach you how to do it will... Um, tell you that it's not. I've and, seen a lot of those. And and they're wrong. It, it hurts no matter what. You, there is a way to do it in that you will not destroy your voice. And you're going to hurt your voice the most trying to learn how to do it. So um, I I make jokes about the fact that it it's what I did because I couldn't play an instrument. But with that said, there is um, a certain style stylization of your voice that you have to become comfortable with. Um, you can hurt your voice bad, uh, but you don't have to. At the end of the day, you're not going to play a four to eight song show without your voice being hoarse at the end of the day, which is the same thing I, I with was gonna singing. Say, I was going to say, it, if no you're singing, what, it's going to be a similar experience. It is I mean, a you're, stressor to your voice. You're stressing the vocal cords. Um, so anyways, the last three questions come to us from Evan Tone. Part, well, I guess it's two questions. One's a, a 1A and a 1B. So he says, which groups are better, European or American hardcore bands? And why do European tours have the best lineups? So who's going to win in a match between European and American bands, hardcore bands? That's very difficult. It's tough, right? It's very difficult. I think that some of the best bands out there are European bands. So if taking at the taking I mean, it at the at face the, at the top, you got at, at the top. You have bring me bring me the horizon. You've got architects the top. Um, architects. You've got a, a myriad. There's a whole bunch of others Correct. that are like the next tier down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as and I may not even be right about this, but as far as exposure to the ability to play the best shows and i know the next question is why are european shows better but to play on the best tours and the best shows um i think it is unmatched in american hardcore now heard it here the, first now the energy at a european show is unmatched and why is it better i couldn't tell you europeans are better than us at everything <laughs> That was like that was hundred percent gonna be my question. I really wanted so, to know I wanted to so know if there was a reason. I was gonna say my take on it was first and foremost, 
there's just an energy over there for the music. I don't know if it's an affinity. I don't know what it is. I don't know if we as Americans are snobs towards new music or music in general. You know what? I, I that's, think that's probably a that's part probably of it. That's probably what it is. There are just more that are more accepting. Right. So there's just a sheer more amount of people. And then the reason why the, the, the tours and the lineups are better is because what American band doesn't want to go tour around Europe for three months? You know what I'm saying? Like I saw the, I see the icy stars video of their tour video for that. Uh, I think it's, we're all, you're safe in a treehouse or whatever that song is called. That looks like the most fun in the world. They're traveling around. Well, this is not. Yeah. Anyways, it just looks like an absolute blast. Yeah. So of course I want to go over there. So if they can stack up the best lineup possible, of course they're going to. And you know what? I, because of this thought have to take back my previous comment that American tours are better because the reason that American bands are shifting their sound is because American tours are not willing to put in the money to them. Fair. That's why the the bands like Bring Me the Horizon and Architects that still have, even if they've been pivoting, they largely have the same sound. It's because the European population is more accepting of them. So there you go, Evan. The last question that Evan brings us, and I want to end on this funny, funny hypothetical scenario. If you could see a wrestling match between two bands, who would it be and who would win? A wrestling, full on wrestling. I'm not thinking WWE scripted. I'm thinking about like actual wrestling. MMA? No, I mean, I don't know. I'm thinking like. Talking high school? I'm thinking like the outsiders, like white shirts, blue jeans. We're about to throw down just all out brawl. That may not be what Evan had in mind, but that's what I'm thinking. Here it is. Um, We've brought up both of these bands. Take or leave either one of them. Um, I don't know if you do. Um, either Guar or Cannibal Corpse because they are oh, wow. one big guys um, and two uh, murderers. Um, so <laughs> t- take either one of them against <laughs> a- against Black Veil Brides because I really just want to see them get their asses kicked. Wow. God, that would be great. That so that's more out of a place of joy. That's not like the actual competitive. That spirit. is that is about a place that's a of great joy. Great point. Me. So you just want to see Blackfell brides get beat yeah, up by somebody? That's all I want in the world. <laughs> that's funny. He said, uh, I can "I'm pretty that. sure I didn't write it down. I'm pretty sure he said August Burns Red versus somebody." But I said, "As I lay dying," because the guitar player literally does like semi-professionally wrestling on the side. That Remember is that guy? He's massive. I, I do. Forget yes. his name in the moment, but that he would be fun. definitely from a place of sport, and that's not how I approached it. Corey, who do you want to see wrestle each other? doesn't even matter. Just just who who do you want to see wrestle? Two bands. Shaq and Andre the Giant. No, no, two, two <laughs> bands. Two bands. Are they both with peanut? You just said anybody. You well, said well, anybody. I went by your rules. I went by your anybody rules. Anybody else? Give me... I, give me. <laughs> A couple bands, dude. I don't. I'm not the right person to ask about that. Like, I, I couldn't name. even name you a couple bands right now. Who are the Avery Brothers going to beat in a wrestling can't. match? Who are the Avery Brothers going to beat in a wrestling match? Dude, yeah, we, Willie Nelson's on, one, uh, one Direction. I'll tell you. Hey, listen, Harry. I don't know, man. Harry might be able to throw down. Give me the. Give me the K-pop, BTS, whatever they are. I'll take those dudes. BTS. Wow. We can take them. Whatever they are, uh, I don't know who they are. This has been a, a really intriguing conversation. I feel like we I, did I was, a lot of bad here today, guys. I, I feel like I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a blast, Corey. I would like to know if you have any follow up questions about the genre or just heavy music in general. 
Man, heavy music, light music, Americana music, rock music, country music, whatever the music is. Braves in um, seven. I've, whatever it is, I don't think it matters. I mean, I think there is a place and a person and a purpose uh, for all. I've talked about Plato before, uh, but I think there was a, I read in a, one of his books, I think it was something along the lines of music. Uh, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. And I think regardless of what it is you may like, you got to respect the art. And at the end of the day, respect the message. I wish I had a really big burp to follow that. This is right when I'm going to insert the the pig squeal. (laughs) (laughs) You should put it where it falls. Oh, oh, man. oh man! Well, thank you guys no, so do, much. Do for the pig skill right hey, after that again. That in, all, in, all sorry, in all seriousness, what were you saying? Oh no! Just thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I would love to be on again sometime. Uh, can I plug my uh, real estate company real quick? Hundred percent. Fantastic. Please. Team Teller, the house seller. Please um, buy houses from me. You can find Team Teller on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you can also find me at b dowd b as in boy dowd d o w d dot k w dot com. Please fund my life. <laughs> <laughs> a boy. Thank you again to Brandon Dowd for hopping on the pod. We had a blast. It was so much fun. Uh, thank you to everybody out there for listening, for submitting your questions. It's making the show so much more fun for us and for you guys. Uh, we're loving it. So big meeting next week. More news to come. Stay tuned to Talking BS. As a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talking underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin' BS.